Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. All right, I'm trying to find this filter on TikTok, and it's of a little girl, and you guys have probably seen it where she says, no, everybody thinks this is my face, mom, not this filter. She, yeah, you uh, I know I showed you. I was telling them what we were just doing, and I can't find it. Mm, I think we're on chapter 11. No, we're on chapter 12. Yep. Okay, restart it then. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about it, sister? Okay. Well, okay. okay. I'll hold it. Well, you're going to hold the book. You don't want to hold this. Okay. Are you going to tell them what book we're reading? Chapter, um, okay. Chapter 12, a series of unfortunate events. Chapter 12. Book 2. Chapter 12. I promise you that this is the last time that I Oh, my will- God. I think the dog pooped his pants. Whoa. Oh, I told you. We got to read, take the, oh, my gosh. I can't even think that smells so bad. I prom- Oh, my, jeez. I p- you guys, my nose is stinging. Oh my god, I'm not. <laughs> that smells like he just, you know, what his pants. I can't say the word. Poop that. His pants. Okay, listen, that is bad. Oh, I can smell it through my blanket. Ah! Oh my god, it's nauseating. Cheese and eat Christmas. Like, do you have to go to the bathroom, Max? Oh I promise gosh. you that this is the last time that I will. Use the phrase meanwhile back at the ranch, but I can think of no other. Okay, you read. Okay. <laughs> All right, let me move this over. Let me put my tea. Yummy, yummy. Yum, yummy. yum, yum. For those of you guys, for moms listening that like tea. No, it's yucky. No, yucky. it's so good. It's ashwagandha, licorice. And marshmallow root. So good. And it doesn't even need um, any sweetening or sweetener or milk or anything. Okay. Chapter 12. We're reading the, A Series of Unfortunate Events. Book the Second. The Reptile Room. Chapter 12. I promise you that this is the last time I will use the phrase, meanwhile, back at the ranch. But I can think of no other way to return to the moment when Klaus has just explained to Mr. Poe what Sonny had meant by shouting, aha. And now everyone in the reptile room was staring at Stefano. Sonny looked triumphant. Klaus looked defiant. Mr. Poe looked furious. Dr. Lucafont looked worried. I couldn't tell you how... The incredibly deadly viper looked because his facial expression, the facial expressions of snakes are difficult to read. Stefano looked back at all these people silently, his face. Yes, Max, please make all the noise you want. That is our dog. That's too big to fit under the bed, forcing himself to fit under the bed. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, no, he's not done yet. What's happening? Ay, ay, ay. Stefano looked back at these people silently, his face fluttering as he tried to decide where to come clean 
a phrase which means admit that he's really Count Olaf and up to no good. Or perhaps his deception, a phrase here which means lie, lie, lie. Stefano, Mr. Post said and coughed into his handkerchief. Klaus and Sonny waited impatiently for him to continue. Stefano, explain yourself. You have just told us that you were an expert on snakes. Previously, however, you told us that you knew nothing of snakes and therefore couldn't have been involved with Dr. Montgomery's death. What is going on? When I told you that I knew nothing of snakes, Stefano said, I was being modest. Now, if you will excuse me, I have to go outside for a moment and... You weren't being modest, Klaus cried. You were lying. And now you're lying too. You're nothing but a liar and a murderer. Stefano's eyes grew wide and his face clouded anger. You have no evidence of that, he said. Yes, we do, said a voice in the doorway. And everyone turned around to see Violet standing there with a smile on her face and evidence in her arms. Triumphantly, she walked across the reptile room to the far end where the books Klaus had been reading about the Mombadou Mall were still stacked in a pile. The others followed her, walking down the aisle of reptiles. Silently, she arranged the objects in a line on top of the table. Oh, there's Max again. This is, I mean, it's, it's so ridiculous, it's almost comical how much noise these dogs make. Because that's making noise. Silently, she arranged the objects in a line on top of the table, the glass vial with the sealed rubber cap, the syringe with sharp needles, the small bunch of folded papers, a card laminated in plastic, the powder puff, and the small hand mirror. What is all this, said Mr. Poe, gesturing to the arrangement. This, Violet said, is evidence I found in Stefano's suitcase. My suitcase, Stefano said, is private property, which you are not allowed to touch. It is very rude of you, and besides, it was locked. It was an emergency, Violet said calmly, so I picked the lock. How did you do that, Mr. Poe asked. Nice girls should not know how to do such things. My sister is a nice girl, Klaus said, and she knows how to do all sorts of things. Rufik, Sonny agreed. Well, we'll discuss that later, said Mr. Poe. In the meantime, please continue. When Uncle Monty died, Violet began, my siblings and I were very sad, but we were also very suspicious. We weren't suspicious, Klaus exclaimed. If someone was suspicious, it means we're not sure. We were positive that it was Stefano that killed him. Nonsense, said Dr. Lucafont. As I explained to all of you, Montgomery Montgomery's death was an accident. The Mamba Dumal escaped from his cage and bit him, and that's all there is to it. I beg your pardon, Violet said, but that is not all there is to it. Klaus read up on the Mamba Dumal and found that he, how he kills its victims. Klaus walked over to the stack of books and opened the one on top. He had marked his place with a small piece of paper so that he could find what he was looking for right away. The Mamba Dumal, he read out loud, is one of the deadliest snakes in the hemisphere, noted for its strangulatory grip, used in conjunction with its deadly venom, giving all of its victims a tenuous hue, which is ghastly to behold. He put the book down and turned to Mr. Poe. Strangulatory means... I know what strangulatory means, Stefano shouted. Oh, 
Well, then you must know, Klaus said, that the Mamba Dumal did not kill Uncle Monty. His body didn't even have a tenebrous, a tenebrous hue. It was pale as it could be. That's true, said Mr. Poe, but it doesn't necessarily indicate that Dr. Montgomery was murdered. Yes, Dr. Lucafont said. Perhaps just this one snake didn't feel like bruising its victim. It's more likely, Violet said, that Uncle Monty was killed by these items. She held up the glass with the vial, with the sealed rubber cap. This vial is labeled Venom du Mal, and it's obviously from Uncle Monty's cabinet of venom samples. She then held up the syringe with a sharp needle. Stefano Olaf took the syringe and injected the venom inside of into Uncle Monty, then poked an extra hole so it looked like the snake had bitten him. But I love Dr. Montgomery, Stefano said. I would have given anything to gain, I would have done nothing to gain from his death. I would have had nothing to gain from his death. Sometimes when someone tells a ridiculous lie, it's best to ignore it entirely. When I turn 18, as we all know, Violet continued, ignoring Stefano entirely. I inherit the Baudelaire fortune, and Stefano intended on getting, uh, intended to get that fortune for himself. It would be easier to do so if we were in a location that was much more difficult to trace, such as Peru. Violet held up a small bunch of folded papers. These are the tickets for, for the Prospero leaving Hazy Harbor for Peru at five o'clock today. That's where Stefano was taking us when we happened to run into you, Mr. Poe. But Uncle Monty tore up Stefano's ticket to Peru, Klaus said. I'm confused. I saw him. That's true, said Violet. That's why you had to get Monk Uncle Monty out of the way. He killed Uncle Monty. Violet stopped for a minute and shuddered. He killed Uncle Monty and took his laminated card. It's Monty's membership card for the herpetology, Herpetological Society. Stefano planned to use it and pretend to be Uncle Monty to get on the Prospero and whisk us away to Peru. But I don't understand. How did Stefano even know about your fortune? Because he's really Count Olaf, Violet said, exasperated that she had to explain what her siblings and you and I knew at this very moment. Stefano arrived at this house. He may have shaved his head and trimmed off his eyebrows, but the only way he could get rid of a tattoo on his left ankle is with powder, a powder puff and a hand mirror. There's makeup all over his left ankle to hide the eye, and I'll bet if we rub the cloth, we can see his tattoo. That's absurd, cried Stefano. Well, we'll see about that, Mr. Poe replied. Who has a cloth? Not me, Klaus said. Not me, Violet said. Gewell, Sonny said. Well, if nobody has a cloth, we may as well forget the whole thing, Dr. Lucafont said. But Mr. Poe held up a finger to tell him to wait. To the relief of the Baudelaire orphans, he reached into his pocket and withdrew his handkerchief. Ew, it's so gross. He like sneezes and coughs. Ew. Your left ankle, please, he said sternly to Stefano. But you've been coughing into that all day, he said. It has germs. If you are really who the children say you are, Mr. Poe said, then germs are the least of your problem. Left ankle, please. Stefano, and this time, the last time, thank goodness, will have to call him by his phony name gave a little growl and pulled his left pant leg up to reveal his ankle. Mr. Poe knelt down and rubbed it for a few moments. At first, nothing appeared to happen. But then, like a sun shining through the clouds at the end of a terrible rainstorm, the faint outline of an eye began to appear. 
clearer and clearer. It grew until it was as dark as it had been when the orphans saw it back when they lived with Count Olaf. Violet, Klaus, and Sunny all stared at the eye, and the eye stared back at them. For the first time in their lives, the Baudelaire orphans were happy to see it. Loser! They caught him. Cool.